and welcome to episode five of the Best Premier League Elevens. My name is Andrew Anderson, and I am joined this week by my two regular co-hosts. Uh, first of all, Iddy. How you doing, man? Evening. I'm good. I'm looking forward to tonight's recording, and I've uh, three or four players in my mind that I'm hoping are going to be selected tonight. Um, I'll be really disappointed if at least two of them are not. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the team is and praying that they are the ones I'm hoping for. Alrighty. Um, and uh, as ever, Scott as well. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Uh, very much looking forward to this one. I might be have a slight bias towards this one. So uh, hoping to see a few fresh names in there and uh, a few good bar nostalgic memories coming through as well. Yep, there are uh, definitely a few players in here I've certainly never heard of, although that's not really, you know, unexpected, to be honest. Um, but without any further ado, from the Ought to Know Better podcast, it's Luke. How you doing, man? Yeah, good evening, Andrew. Cheers for inviting me on, mate. Yeah, really, really well. Looking forward to getting back to some Premier League football and not the not the rubbish uh internationals that we've had to endure over the past few weeks no absolutely man um this is being recorded a few weeks in advance so to be honest by the time this goes live uh, we might either be back into the mix with the real football or we'll be off to the <laughs> world cup so you know um you know that'll be fun <laughs> i'm sure uh but yeah no it's a pleasure to have you on mate and uh, really appreciate you uh, giving the time to us um Give us a little bit of background on Ought to Know Better. Um, we were talking just off air that you guys primarily do this as a live podcast now. But um, tell us a little bit about how you guys got together and, um, yeah, what, this, what the story is. Yeah, not too dissimilar to you guys, really. We're a, a, a bunch of, of, of Leeds fans that have a, uh, I'll share a love, obviously, for for, for, for Ellen Road and, 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 and the away games as well. Um and yeah, we got together. We just we were a group of people actually from from Twitter uh, who just used to basically banter each other, call each other names, and whatever else. That then um, evolved and 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 progressed into a WhatsApp group. And we've had st- that many different members since we've started. We're now we're now down to actually five core members. I think we've probably had near on fifteen throughout we started. Um, and people have just come and gone and 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 everything else. And we're down to five sort of core members. Um, yeah, just enjoy getting together. It started off as a recording. We had. We, had a bit of a bit of a bit of a mick take out of each other and then and then it just got a bit more bit more fun and we enjoyed it a little, that little bit more throughout lockdown and uh yeah just continued it ever since it, it has its challenges now with with the majority of us going to the most of games um and trying to get sort of podcasts out immediately after game match reactions and things but it has its challenges but but sometimes they're they're they're, they're the best podcast to get on when you've got you know a natural reaction and, and some real uh, some real energy and uh and everything else that goes with it if we've if we've taken a hiding or we've uh, we've pumped chelsea 3-0 no, absolutely, mate. Um, no, it's it's great to hear as well. Uh, I think a lot of uh, a lot of things happened during the lockdown, and th- this has certainly been one of the positives. I think you could say came out of this that a lot of people got together and started doing things like this. So um, well, that's good to hear, man. Uh, we'll not hang about. We're going to get straight into the uh, into the team guessing. Uh, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, the way we do this is. Uh, my two lovely co-hosts, Diddy and Scott, will both uh, take a turn to guess the players that Luke has picked uh, per position all the way through this team. Um, and then, yeah, the winner, you know, wins respect, glory, and no actual monetary or, you know, real prize, but, you know, the adulation of their fellow podcasting colleagues. So, um, you know, all to play for here, obviously. And uh, Scott, you're up first. Um, Again. <laughs> and yes, there may be some controversy about you know who's had the most turns first, but you know we'll we'll try and we'll try and set aside the backstage politics just for now, Eddie. Okay. <laughs> Eddie being so, better. No, uh, surely not, right? Um, so uh, first up is the goalkeeping position, Scott. Um, this gentleman played for Crystal Palace, Everton. And made 23 appearances for his national team, um, but obviously scored no goals. Um, and he was born in England. I don't know if that's enough for you to get on. And remember that I'm admitting probably yeah, one key team there as well. Thank you so much, Luke. I was hoping, I knew it was going to be between one or two. And this one was the, this was the man that got my shout. It's Nigel Martin. 
<laughs> and Luke, I think you can confirm that one's correct, mate. Uh, tell us about Nigel Martin and why you made your team. Yeah, just I mean, he, he was the he was the number one uh, for losing out when I fell in love when I fell in love when I was a, a, a young whippersnapper. Um, we had we had goalkeepers prior to him, Mark Meany, John Lukic, and a, and, a, and a few others. But he was the first one that came along that you know that that really made me that that I can really remember and really remember loving and and, and really enjoying watching play for Leeds. He was he was he made some absolutely incredible saves. He he absolutely he commanded his box. There was a million and one different goalkeepers that I would there's probably I'd probably been unfair there. There's probably five or ten, maybe even fifteen <coughs> goalkeepers that have graced the Premier League that have probably probably had a better career and won more trophies and things. However, I don't think there was anybody like Nigel Martin, uh, and that's the reason he made my team. You know, we've got we've got he was a huge part of the squad, and we we beat teams and eliminated teams like Barcelona, Lazio, Deportivo de la Coruña. Um, with, with with him at the, in the stick, so it was hard to look past him for me. Yeah, I'm reading through his uh, career stats again. It's a it's a first for this podcast that he's made an appearance here. Um, April 2006, he's voted as part of Leeds United's greatest ever team. So, um, you know, clearly held in high regards um, even recently. Uh, Scott, uh, as it was your guess, uh, tell us a little bit about your thoughts about. Your man, <laughs> Nigel Martin is one of my favourite Premier League goalkeepers of all time. Um, I think Leeds fans would look. I think Leeds fans look back at him as the the way Rangers fans do with Andy Gorham. It was a safe pair of hands. It was reliable. He was. It, it wasn't maybe the best when it came to things like distribution. And he's not your modern sweeper keeper. He's an absolute shot stopper. And some of the saves, he, if you watch his highlight reel, it's outstanding. Some of the saves he made. And take nothing away from it. See, look, you look at the years of dominance that Manchester United had with the likes of Schmeichel and you looked at the other keepers like Seaman and things like that. Mm. This man won Premier League Goalkeeper of the Year three years in the bounce. I mean, you don't do that without being an absolute elite goalkeeper. So I'm so happy to see Nigel Martin uh, and the team. And I've been dying for somebody to see him. So I'm really, I'm really pleased that he's come up uh, in the Leeds episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he won another two uh, Team of the Years, although uh, one of them was uh, down in the third division. <laughs> so, uh, you know, obviously he's demonstrating skill everywhere, but also had most clean sheets in the Premier League uh, two separate seasons as well, 96-97 and then 2001-02. So, um, you know, clearly skill. I won't deny that the Leeds, uh, the Leeds effect might be having some bias here, as uh, his honours include a full members' cup in 1990-91 and a runner-up medal for the FA Cup in 89-90. But um, you know, from the way you and uh, Luke both talked about him, it's clear that he's uh, got a lot of fondness in the uh, Leeds fans' hearts, mate. So, um, so yeah, nice one. And you know. Um, We've we've done this um, we've done this series for a while, both the uh, previous uh, world best eleven as well as you know this is episode five of the Premier League elevens, right? Um, always good to have a new name uh, to talk about, and uh, I love hearing the uh, the arguments for it as well. So um, so that's great. Uh, we are going to move on now to uh, Idy's guess, and we have uh, the left back up first. Um, What's to say about this man that hasn't been said already? He played nine times to Derby County. Idy. No, not doing it. <laughs> uh, refuse. Let's 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 start over again, and I'll take the goalie. No, can I, I can I can I just put in here very quickly? I they, I, my, I picked a, I picked an eleven, and I put it to the gap to the lads in the group. So this is a bit of a mixed effort, and you'll probably see where I haven't where I've picked players and where some of the lads have. I've had a bit of a bit of input to it because if it was if it was for me it would have been somebody completely different but I thought I've got to let them have a little bit of input to this so hence the reason any any Chelsea or, or, or scum players have ever have made the list if they've made the list. Yeah. Go on, Eddie. You've got you've Ashley got to make the guess. <laughs> and Luke, you can go ahead and confirm that that's correct. That is right, and I, I'm just going to say again to any Leeds fans listening to this, uh, I do apologise. <laughs> um, the problem that we've had is uh, Ashley Cole's, I think, been the most selected player across both of these series so far. So for a player we've never had to a player we always have. Um, Eddie, I'm not sure you've got much more to say about Ashley Cole, um, but I'll let you do your line and we can uh, we can swiftly move on if you want. 
I hate Ashley Cole because he took Cheryl Cole off the market and then he ruined her by treating her like trash. He's, the man's horrible. Great footballer, though, so I can't deny it's like Nimit left back's a, a, a reasonable choice. And yeah, if you'd like to hear that same uh, statement read out, you know, maybe with slightly more enthusiasm, you can listen to probably literally any of our previous episodes. Um, yeah, just about every single episode I've been on a rant about him. I'm trying to trim it down a little bit now. We've got it down to a fine art, man. Um, so we'll move on uh, to the first of your two centre-backs here, Luke. Uh, Scott, you're up next. Um, another newbie. Um He's played for two teams, one in the Premier League. Um, started his career in South Africa, uh, playing for the Kaiser Chiefs, and then played somewhere else as well. Um, I, I can hear Eddie getting raging in the background because he knows I'm going to Yeah, yeah it's got to be big Lucas Radaby. I believe, Luke, you can confirm that's correct. Why do you make your team, man? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was there was never going to be anybody else. Absolute cult hero, uh, Leeds United. He was it was unbelievable. Uh, the, the rumor has it that he he wasn't actually meant to sign for us. That um, that we actually signed an, another South African player called Phil Masinga, uh, and he came as part of the deal uh, and ended up being ten times the player that Masinga ever was for us. And yeah, look, uh, we needed a backup goalkeeper as well. So I thought if if Martin gets injured or sent off, then at least we got uh, at least we got the chief to uh, to back us up. No, absolutely. Uh, and again, uh, another newbie to the uh, to the pod. Um, Scott, I'm going to let you wax lyrical about uh, Big Lucas here. It's, it's just a, it's exactly what he said there. It's a cult hero player. Um, I think he's he's maybe not the most gifted centre half, but there's no way a, like you can't you can't argue the, the fact he's he played for Leeds for 11 years, 200 and odd appearances. So you, you have to be of a decent standard to to be able to stay in the Premier League for that long. I mean, I know I think he even stayed he stayed with Leeds after the relegation as well and didn't he jump ship. Um, he was one of these guys that came in. Um, he get taken right to heart with the with the fans and like you said that the cult hero status. Um, that's just really a, a guy who gave 110% every time he, he wore the jersey. Um, I think probably he could have played a wee bit longer had he not uh, succumbed to quite a few injuries. But uh, no, and I, I know he still does a lot of work with the club as an ambassador and charity nights and things like that. So no, I think he's he's one that's just been uh, an absolute died in the wool liner now, and that's that's the way it is. No, absolutely. Um, I think it, you know it's telling when a player's post-playing career on Wikipedia is bigger than their playing career bit. Normally, it's for bad things, right? But uh, in Lucas Rowley's case here, it's it's all good stuff, you know. Uh, work for charity, um, punditry as well. So, um, you know, all, all good stuff. Um, not massively successful with Leeds, um, but won an African Cup of Nations in 96 and uh, champions with Kaiser Chiefs three times as well uh, while he was still over there. So, you know, and uh, again, as you guys say, cult hero player. So um, no doubt a um, uh, an important player for, for you guys, certainly. Um so yeah, absolutely great pick, uh, Ilya. I'm not sure if you've got any uh, any thoughts uh, that you want to contribute there, mate. No, I don't know him as as well as the other two know him. Um, I am aware of his cult hero status, and I was sitting there waiting, hoping that it was going to be me that got to pick him because uh, he's one of the ones I was like, yeah, he's bound to get picked. It, it was enjoyable to watch, but I wouldn't say I know a great deal about him enough to talk like the previous two have. So I'll just leave them their descriptions of him out there rather than me trying to ruin it by pretending I know an awful lot about him I'm afraid that's quite all right again always nice to have a new name in there as well so um so that's good uh we are going to move on to the next year centre backs here Luke um again I think a player we've had one or two times previously but not not a regular appearance uh maker for us played 29 times for Hamburger and 15 times for Andelect um, and made 89 appearances for his country. Is it? Who do you think it is? <laughs> so I'm going to start off by saying I'm really disappointed that it's not Jonathan Woodgate. I was really hoping Woodgate would come up because I, I really liked Woodgate, but um, I, I thought he would, with the Leeds connection, he was going to come out, but obviously he didn't. So it's going to be Vincent Company. Yeah, Luke, I think you can both confirm that. And uh, is this potentially one of the ones that your group chat made you pick? 
Um, it was it was very popular. Uh, I think even in my first draft, I picked Company simply because he was uh, he was absolutely class leader. The, the, the team I picked needed a uh, a couple of leaders, and I picked the, both the centre backs, ironically, um, to, to to sort of prop the rest of the team up. But but just the th- just the just the amount of things he won there, and and he was sort of part of that transition where where scum were getting really bad as well. So the city sort of overtook him and that, that sort of stuck in my mind a lot. Um, plus he could, could have crack a ball. I mean, there's not many centre backs who, who, who could score, you know, that's a couple of those infamous goals of his, um, but just an all round great, great centre back. Unfortunately, didn't ever really uh, do it on the international stage, but, uh, but when it comes to premier league, I don't think there has actually been arguably a better centre back sort of, uh, attribute wise. Yeah, for sure. I think Belgium have always been unfortunate and they've generally had very, very good players, but they always find it difficult to put it together on the international stage, right? Um, But certainly, you know, in my limited experience, admittedly, watching the Premier League, um, he always used to be at the forefront of that Man City defence, right? He was always, um, you know, dominant uh, there for, for the majority of his career. Um, but, Eddie, I'll let, you, uh, I'll let you talk a little bit about old Vincent Company. I like it. I don't think he's come up before, um, just to go back to your previous point. I, I genuinely don't think Company's come up, but I think it's a really uh, nice pick. Um, it's great to have him included in a team. I've been a big fan of Company's right from when he played for Anderlecht because I, I always had a bit of a soft spot for them. Um, going back to, I, I kind of had a thing with a Belgian girl for a wee while, and um, she was from Brussels, so I always kind of had a wee soft spot for Anderlecht because of that, and Again, um, I've said this with a couple of previous players. He was amazing on Football Manager when he was when he was like a kind of young wonder kid type player. So when he signed for Man City, I was really excited to see him come across to the Premier League. And I think he brought everything that I hoped and more when he did sign for Man City. He kind of really sparked that rejuvenation of Man City and turned him was one of the kind of faces of turning them into the force that they've become these days. Really classy defender, a lot of skill on the ball, great positional sense, and just seemed to really lead from the back and and was a a proper um, driving force behind his team. And like you said, it perhaps didn't all come together for Belgium um, on the international stage for him, but I still think he had a pretty decent international career despite that. And and overall, I just think it's a really great pick and a a nice new name to have in. because I genuinely can't remember him coming up previously. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's possible he's one of the ones we've talked about as maybe on someone's sub bench or something like that. It feels more, maybe more likely that that's where he came up. But listen, the number of honours he picked up with Man City obviously speak for themselves. Um, and managed to win the uh, first division over in Belgium with Antelope twice. Um, so, you know, clearly he's got the skills and, uh, yeah, two years in a row, got uh, got in the Premier League Team of the Year, um, picked up a third time as well. So yeah, undoubted skill, and uh, yeah, I think as you say, be a nice new addition to the uh, to the rotation. So um, so yeah, nice one. Uh, we're going to move on now to uh, Luke's right back position. Um, this player played for San Lorenzo, Espanyol, and two Premier League teams. Um, made 58 appearances for his national team as well. Uh, Scott, it is your guess this time. Uh, Sorry, what was the clubs you said there again, Andrew? Because this one, this one, this one threw me. I was getting ready to say a name, and I was just like, "You have not." There's some frantic googling going on here. Uh, so, so he played for San Lorenzo, Espanyol, and two other teams in the Premier League, and made 58 appearances for his national team. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to... I know, it's you. Right, that's thrown me on. I, I couldn't tell you that. No. All right, I'm going to have to kick it over to Eddie, mate. So we're sticking with a Man City theme, I see. Um, well, I hope. Sabaleta? Luke, can you confirm if Eddie's managed to nick that one off of Scott? 
AI can 100% confirm he's correct. Well done. Well done. Uh, yeah, I, again, uh, I just uh, another player similar. He played in the same, you know, the same time as uh, as as company when you know when that transition happened there was there was there was a they, they built a great side in that transition and when they when they started winning winning the league uh and cups and things and and the reason for picking uh Zavaleta was there was really only one person who i felt was probably better um at right back at doing pretty much everything and being a, a good a good team player um and i absolutely wouldn't have ever picked a player from this team so um that was the reason I didn't pick this other player uh, and I went for Zabaleta simply because I felt watching him watching him he could literally do everything and he, he had such such a such a good career um I'm not entirely sure I think he played well over 500 uh 500 games throughout his career from memory um and yeah he was just ever fit and he was just 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 an absolute class act Champions League he did it in the Premier League he did it he did it everywhere yeah, nearly uh, nearly 600 appearances, 594 in total across uh, all the clubs he was at. Um, and again, part of that same kind of uh, era of Man City that uh, company was. So picked up a couple of Premier Leagues in there, uh, a couple of FA Cups as well. Um, made the Premier League Team of the Year 2012-2013 as well. Um, and yeah, picked up a Copa del Rey with Espanyol as well. So uh, yeah, undoubted quality. And yeah, I, as far as I can recall, I don't think he's um, he's appeared so far. But uh, Scott, your thoughts first on uh, Zabaleta and how bitter you are about Eddie nicking that one from you. Um, five hundred odd appearances, eh? But he didn't do it for the one club, did he? I honestly, <laughs> I am absolutely gobsmacked. I, I I thought it was a cert that it had to be Gary Kelly. Um, devastated. It's not Gary Kelly. I think I think if I if I think if I had my way I would I, I, no in fact I, I probably may have still picked up I think Gary Kelly was great for us um, but he was he was in he was you know he he he, he was he was he was fantastic and and you know the amount of times he played and the amount of times he the, the, the you know the only club he ever played for and all that sort of thing but I just felt I just felt in terms of actual ability and I, I had to mix ability with bias in this and it was quite difficult because I didn't just want to pick my all time. Leeds Premier League eleven. I wanted to have a little bit of a, a little bit more oversight and a little bit more flexibility than that. But but yeah, absolutely. If, I think I think there was probably if 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 I was picking with my heart, a hundred percent, it would have been it would have been Kells. Um, if I was picking with my head, it wouldn't have been Zabaleta anywhere either. So it, I had to pick sort of in the somewhere in the middle. Yeah, well, we basically don't shall we, we shan't say the name of the man you're referring Abs- to who appears absolutely. alongside Jamie Carragher <laughs> on a Monday night. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that guy. <laughs> no, I like it as a pick. Um, it's a it's a nice one. Uh, Ivy, how about you, mate? Uh, your thoughts as it was uh, your successful guest, man. I like Zabla. Um, like, like was mentioned, he's one of those that came in right at the the kind of real resurgence of Man City. Um, <clears throat> he was the type of player that they needed at that point. He's perhaps not. Like he, he was a great fullback and he was great at going forward, but perhaps not as swashbuckling a forward attacking uh, fullback as we see these days. I think his crossing was kind of a, a little bit of a, not his best trait, but <clears throat> apart from that, he was great. He, he was the type of player who, even if they were a goal or two down, he never gave up. He, he never seen the head drop. He was always trying to drive them forward and push for that kind of goal to bring them back into the game. Um, went on to play for West Ham, obviously after Man City, and had a pretty decent time there as well. Um, so I like him. He's, I think he's a. If we're going for discussing new picks, it's nice to see someone new come in and someone a bit different who we haven't seen feature in a different style of um, fullback to what we've seen before. So I, I quite like the pick. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. Um, we'll move on now to your midfield here, Luke. Um, you've just gone for two players in the midfield um, per the team sheet you sent over to me. So, um, you know, they, these two players are going to be doing a lot of work to uh, to kind of shore up that defence and uh, set up the, uh, the strikers or the forwards, let's say. Um, but your first pick was a guy who played for Blackburn Rovers and Newcastle United, as well as one other Premier League team. Yes! Bastard, yes! bastard, yes! bastard. When I sat there and said um, I was hoping that you named some players, this was number one of all the ones I wanted. Uh, I've got his name right there. 
So I believe that Eddie might have this one. Can you uh, can you give me a guess there, Eddie? It's David Batty. And uh, Luke, I think you can confirm that one. Yeah, absolutely. My uh, he just lived and breathed Leeds United. He was just he was just the, he was I think he was the first footballer I actually ever fell in love with, and you know the posters and, and, and everything else. He was he just he just. He just personified Leeds United um, with his with his heart, with the way he tackled, with the way he got stuck in. Uh, some infamous friendly footage from from from, uh, from from Italy against I think it was Mancini. I'm sure somebody might correct me, but I'm pretty sure it was Mancini. Um, and yeah, friendly game in, in you know just absolutely kicking all the Italians about. He just he just personified everything about Leeds that that we loved about and about the. You know that the, the energy, the, the the aggression, um, and and he could play, he could play. He, he just always seemed to have an extra yard, a yard, and he could he, he could be sitting in front of the back four. He could he could, but then he could also take it forward. You'd never see him hardly shoot. I think he only scored five goals in his career or something silly like that. But he was um, there was there was there was obviously a. Uh, uh, a bit of a a bit of a running joke in through the Leeds fans. Every time he got the ball, Leeds fans used to shout, shoot, because they just knew knew he wouldn't. Um, but yeah, absolutely fantastic. He 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 was probably one of very few um, Leeds players who who were welcomed back with open arms when he uh, when he went off and and did his thing um, uh, with 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 Blackburn and with and with Newcastle as well. Uh, and then and then welcome back and and join us at the end of his career. So he started and ended his career with us. Um, there was never going to be anybody else I was going to pick in there, to be fair. No, it's a great pick. Um, it's a new pick as well, as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah, as you said, only the four goals, and that's in his first spell at Leeds. Came back for that second spell, no goals there. So um, he uh, had nine goals career total. So the rest of them he got at Blackburn and Newcastle. Um, but yeah, I, I like it as a, as a pick. And yeah, again, I think... You know, successful well enough with Leeds as well. Um, second division and uh, first division uh, league trophies there, and a charity shield as well. Why not? All with Leeds. So, um, so yeah, I, I like it as a pick. But um, I'll let uh, Eddie uh, bask in his glory a little bit with uh, with that guess. Oh, I love this pick. Absolutely love it. Um, so I, I, as mentioned previously, um, supported Newcastle for most of my life. Um, from being like nine up until the 20s, uh, late 20s. And David Batty was my one of my all-time favourite players for Newcastle. Absolutely loved David Batty's style of play, that kind of no-nonsense midfielder. He, the type of guy who would just was always there to kind of win the ball back and recycle play again and let the team start attacking. He was kind of, you know, like you said, his shooting was horrendous. But the type of player who, you know, you would always rely on to be there to win the ball and then pass it out straight away and let the team start attacking again was really unselfish with his play and just a, one of those kind of guys that a proper hard man if if you'll allow me um that kind of guy who yes he would throw himself into the tackle but he wouldn't be like overly demonstrative about stuff you know you knew if he was gonna get in someone's face he was serious about it he wasn't just for sure it wasn't the kind of hold me back type person um and i always remember his little tussle with graham lasso when they played against Spart- uh, spartak moscow for blackburn as well and i, I just love him i i just think he's he, he, an absolutely brilliant player he was exactly the type of player i loved watching when i was younger i, I loved a, a strong tackling defensive midfielder and he just personified all of that and um, so i love this pick i'm absolutely delighted that you picked him and absolutely delighted that i got to guess him that's a good one. Um, yeah, again, always like to see a newbie, and uh, and yeah, for for UED and uh, and then for Scott, uh, having a Newcastle United and then Leeds United player as well, it's always good. So uh, it's a nice one, like. Um, not sure if uh, Scott, you've got uh, you want the opportunity to wax lyrical a bit about David Batty or not? Um, yeah. Just, I'll, I'll echo everything that both Eddie and Luke have said. I absolutely love David Batty. Um, one of the guys under Wilkinson who just, he was a young lad and you, having watched a couple of the documentaries on it, I, I, I think when I, when I started getting proper into football, I remember my time, obviously, Blackburn Rovers, that's when I was really started concentrating in the Premier League, um, but having watched him initially at Leeds, he was just a young lad that was in there um, as, and as a part of that team, obviously, got promoted and then obviously won the last ever First Division title. 
he was an absolute epitome of the whole side before self every time. He was just the most selfless player, done the dirty work and offloaded it to players that were going to get up the park and score a goal. And he was a team player and he'd, he'd done so much. He'd, he was part of so many successful teams because of that. So, I mean, we can often talk about guys like, obviously, the Makaleli role, um, maybe in its infancy, maybe not to the nth degree that he took it to, but very early signs of that man that was willing to break the line and was willing to, to get in there for interceptions and do, do the dirty side of the game that the teammates really need. No, nice one. Um, yeah, again, great, great Sydney player in there. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think less successful uh, internationally, um, but obviously, you know, still a uh, still a, a well-regarded player, I think, at both of uh, Eddie and Scott's Premier League clubs, right? So Criminally uh, undervalued by his international bosses. Yeah, I think um, his uh, appearances after Glenn Hoddle were, were kind of limited, um and uh yeah misses the penalty or, or has a penalty saved rather um which uh, prevents england from going to the quarterfinals as well um in 98 so and then um for his final international appearances and a nil nil draw with poland he's sent off at the 84th minute of the game so uh so yeah an interesting international uh, career there i think for sure uh, we're going to move on now to uh, Luke's next midfield choice. Um, this guy has appeared before on the pod. Um, and let's see, what's the best way of uh, making this hard for Scott to guess, given that he's behind at the moment? Um, made 114 international appearances, scoring 21 goals for his uh, his international team. Scott, I don't know if you want to go for it or not. No, I just was like, yeah, don't mention his name to me. Gerard, move on. <laughs> uh, Luke, I think you can confirm that one. Yeah, enough said about I mean, I think he's actually probably the 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 probably the best midfielder um, the Premier League's ever seen. In, probably England, maybe even as far as, but he was, you know, I, I had to pick I had to pick somebody in there when it, with only the two of them on midfield. A uh, bit of a box-to-box can do everything and somebody to break it up. And with that midfield, I mean, you said there's only two in there. You only need two with those two for me. No, absolutely. We've um, we've obviously covered Gerard before. It's not the first time he's come up. Scott, I don't know if you if you want to talk about Gerard for a bit or not. <laughs> I don't know. I hope he's happy with his new wife and his new life and blah, blah, blah. You know, just... Uh, <laughs> yeah, for... I think I think we've said everything that can really be said about Gerard. We all know how good a player he was. We all knew what he could do with a ball. Uh, very aggressive going forward. Very good in a tackle. Um, and yeah, he, he is up there with the elite central midfielders. So you can't grumble with him being in a team. I just uh, I hope he I hope he's very unhappy. Again, I know we're not time stamping, but I hope he's very unhappy come four o'clock on Sunday. All right, so everyone definitely knows when we recorded this one now, but that's fine. Um, yeah, we're we're going to move on from Gerard because, as I say, if we want to know what um, both Scott, Eddie, and myself all think about him uh, in more detail, probably listen to I'd say eighty percent of the pods we've done previously, and he'll generally feature in the midfield somewhere, right? Um, so we'll move on to the first of Luke's four forwards here. Um, up first is a player whose name was censored when Luke sent it over to me. Um, he played for Galatasaray, Melbourne Victory, Melbourne Heart, a few other teams as well. Um, made 58 appearances for his national team, scoring 17 goals. Um, I'm not sure how harsh or not I'm being here, Eddie, I but think, you, know, I, you... Um, there's only one person that can guess when you've thrown out all those Australian teams, Harry <laughs> Kewell. And Luke, I believe you can confirm that that's the case, or I understand if you don't want to say his name. Absolutely can confirm. The reason I'm not... Uh, people uh, who probably listen to this probably understand the reason why why I won't say his name. Um but uh, but yeah, just simply the most talented individual I've ever seen play at Ellen Road and and ever play for Leeds in terms of skill, um, ability to be a man. He's crossing. His 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 technical ability. He was just 
uh, it was just unreal. And I, I had to sort of let um, let emotions not get the better of me when I was picking this one because I think if I was going to be uh, going to be a bit brutal and 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 not honest, or not honest to myself, I probably would have left him out. But he's he's simply the best footballer I've ever seen play for Leeds United. Yeah, left uh, left leads under let's say acrimonious circumstances. Um, there's an accusation that was floated by Lineker um, that two of the five million quids went directly to his agent to ensure he ended up um, at Liverpool, um, and that ended up getting settled out of court, which is always a sign of a clear open and shut case. Um, so that that's not that's not the reason that pardon the French that's not the reason he's an absolute Judas cunt Andrew. Um, yeah, I, th- no, I think I, I think I think Luke knows that's that's how he's probably referred to. Uh, absolutely, that was that was the clue that, I gave to Andrew. That's the exact, <laughs> yeah, that's the exact phrasing that uh, that Luke used there. Uh, yeah, I understand he criticised the staff when he left there as well. Um, but yeah, Scott. Uh, Let's uh, let's have you go into that a bit more than me. Uh, you know, using my second-hand knowledge here, man. I'm not. I'm not sure. If, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I, I, it's certainly a first that he's appeared in the team, but I think this is also the first C bombs that we've dropped on the on the pod. So, rightly so. Um, I can understand, obviously, where Luke's coming from, um, but for me, some things are unforgivable. Uh, I, I wouldn't have him anywhere near a team, and the fact that he's a team coach at Celtic now just makes me hate them even more so um, a, a, a very gifted player in his day but he burnt the, he's, he's crossed the Rubicon so no nah, he wouldn't get in any side for me I think that's fair enough uh, Iddy um, I don't know if you're maybe a little bit more impartial if you want to talk about old Harry here I'll, I'll be honest I'm, I don't understand why they hate him so much I've obviously missed something here um, apart from going to Liverpool, but th- there seems to be a bit more of a backstory to this. So actually, I wouldn't mind someone just filling us in on that if if we don't mind. Uh, two guys, I think it was Chris Loftus and Kevin Spate. I think if that's the names correctly. Um, that's right. They were murdered at the Champions League semi-final. Oh yes, against yeah, Galatasaray. Yeah, yes, no, no, I know now. Yeah, yeah. And then he went to Galatasaray. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I, I did know that. I just completely forgot. Yeah. So he's yeah. I think that, God, that was twenty two years ago. I think that was yeah. That was a that was a two thousand yeah. Um, but from then, obviously, when he moved to Galatasaray, that was the the start of the outrage. But like I said, some things are bigger than football, and for me, that's that's just an unforgivable one for me. Yeah, that's absolutely wild. I I'd never even heard of that before. So Jesus. Um. Well, maybe let's not dwell on Harry Kill anymore. And, you know, he went to Celtic, so he obviously is a bad egg regardless, right? <laughs> but let's uh, let's move swiftly on then. Um, Eddie, I believe this is now your guess. No, it's Spud. I had Harry Kill. Oh, OK, OK, OK. Uh, so, Scott, this is your guess. Um, not, a, not a Judas Cunt. Uh, no, I, I believe not. No. Uh, in fact, I, I think this might well be someone that um, you'll look on relatively fondly, at least. Um, 63 appearances for his national team, scoring 30 goals um, and played for three teams um, for a senior career. But I'll not give you them because I'm mean. All right, I'll give you one of them. Southampton. Which won't help. <laughs> Played for three teams in his senior career, one of them, one of which was Southampton. Can I can I throw a little clue in there? I, th- I think I know who it is. If we're seeing this, there was a there was a. Part, no, I I say no more clues. I there was a got more than enough to go there, on here. There was a part of me. No, see if you see if you hear me out here. There was a part of me that was thinking. See, because Harry Kiel predominantly played in the left, I was thinking, are we going to this sort of right hand side now? But my only guess that could really come to that is a proper centre forward, uh, and for that reason, I'm going to say it's one of Eddie's. Idols who he watched growing up. Uh, that'll be Alan Shearer. Luke, I think you can confirm that one's correct. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well done. Uh, I think he probably makes everybody's everybody's uh, Premier League. Uh, there's going to be there's obviously there's going to be players within this that 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 it's just been possible to leave out. And the, the clue I was going to give uh, was he always fucking scored against us, which he did. <laughs> always. Um, just some player. He was he was the complete centre forward. Uh, could do everything. Uh, internationally, he did it in the Premier League. He won the Premier League. He, you know, he was he was just. Well, it was just unbelievable. I don't think there has been anybody similar since. I would argue maybe one player similar that could do do it all, but not to not to the. He just had a, a dead eye for goal. It was it was it was unbelievable and great great to watch when he wasn't playing against you. Yeah, it's not the first time he's caught on here uh, either, which is why my clues were horrible. Um, although Iddy felt very confident with it regardless um, that might just be because he's memorised every single one of Shearer's stats um, yeah Scott I'll let you uh, I'll let you wax lyrical about as you said a proper centre forward I said proper proper centre forward there's no other way of putting it proper meat and two veg type of guy header left foot right foot volley putting the, putting the boot in when it hurts just Sheer class. I know Luke said that he was like he goes uh, he always bloody scored against us. It was like I think there's a lot of teams that will feel like that because um, I don't think there was many teams he didn't score against. Um, it's not it's not Mc- Craig McHale Smith by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, for me, I just think it's a shame that his honours list doesn't tally up to how good a player he was. I mean, he could have literally went to any team. Um, and he could have went to any team during the 90s that w- w- was dominating the leagues, your Arsenal's, your Man U's, anybody. And he would have fit into that team, started every week, and he would have still banged the goals in. But at the same time, I love the fact that he went to his boyhood club and he wanted to do it there. So that's another big mark for me, guys that let's want to go be, and play for our boyhood club. <clears throat> let's be fair on that, Scott. Out, apart from Newcastle, the only other team worth going to in England for a player of his ability at that point was Man United. So it was between Newcastle and Man United for him at that point, and Newcastle challenged him for the the title regularly. Well, you know they'd finished third and second. Going back to his hometown club, if he'd been the guy that had won them that Premier League, it would have beaten anything he could have achieved anywhere else. Oh yeah, that, no, without, without a doubt. No, you've you've got to have that to him as well. But I mean, even even talking like that, you mean. I know, obviously, but we were just talking about the Premier League, but he could have went anywhere on the continent. Um, he, he was just that good, and he's a, a natural finisher and anticipation. You name it, he had everything. He was just—he was a great striker. I don't. Any time I see him in the team, I'm, I'm pleased. I, I love Alan Shearer. Sharpest elbows in the game as well. Must be a Jordy thing. That I think Gaza had the same. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've obviously talked about Shearer in the past before, but 734 appearances and then 379 goals at club level. So that's pretty ridiculous um, as far as a goal scoring record goes. Still the Premier um, League's all time top goal scorer as well. That's absolutely correct. Although, um, you know, by the time uh, folk are listening to this, Haaland might have gone past him. Kind of rain of form that he's in. Um, but, you know, that that's for the future. Uh, there's no denying the quality of Shearer. I think we've got seven Premier League uh, Team of the Year um, selections in there as well. Um, and across a range as well. I think uh, this might be one that I've picked up on before, but uh, it was in the Team of the Year 91-92, and it was in the Team of the Year 2002-03. to So that's a decade where, you know, he's, he's consistently playing at a top level so um so yeah great choice and uh that, that i think there is something about Shearer that um you know just just makes you quite happy to see him uh, i'm sure. sure he scored a hat-trick on his debut for southampton against arsenal that might well be correct um but he started his career scoring a hat-trick and he just never really stopped after that did he yeah that was uh first appearance um his full debut against uh, Arsenal when he was 17 years old scored a hat-trick in a 4-2 victory against Arsenal so um, that was a a record that Jimmy Greaves had held for 30 years at that point so not too shabby at all I'd say starting as he meant to go on right so uh, so yeah uh, quality we've already got two um, very potent forwards here 
Um, I'm sure, for one reason or another. Um, let's move on to the third of your four here, Luke. And, uh, Eddie, it's your guess now, I think. Yep. Yes, right. Always glad to hit. No, I've got it right one time at least. Um, so this player has played for a good number of um, teams, but only one Premier League team. Um, based on who's guessing, I think we'll probably guess who. Um, made 100 appearances for Hamburger SV. 59 appearances for his national team, scoring 29 goals. Um, and was also at Eintracht Frankfurt for 123 appearances and 68 goals. Um, yeah, and I'll let you have a guess with that, Eddie. Surely it's got to be Tony Yeboah. Luke, I believe you can confirm that that one's correct. Uh, well, yeah, why did uh, Tony Yeboah make your team, man? Absolutely correct, Tony Yeboah. Um, yeah, another one that I just simply couldn't leave out. Um, absolute class. He was different. He was just completely different. Just, uh, you know, he came into the Premier League and he just took it by absolute storm. There's not been another uh, another player that I can think of uh, ever since, whatever you say, well, however you want to look at it, that, that scored goals like he did against against Wimbledon and, and against Liverpool. Um I think, if I'm honest with you, the, the longevity was the only problem. He, he only had two two seasons with us, uh, didn't play full seasons, um, he, he, although it spanned over three. He only played, I think, seven times or something in, in the third season with us in 96, 97. Um, but, I mean, I averaged over a goal every two games, He and they were all brilliant, you know. Um, he... He, he could he could do it all. He could dribble. He could, but but he was more well known for the, for that hit. And then if I'm honest with you, this 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 particular player, I thought actually about playing him behind the front three, um, just behind him, just so he could smash it every time. But um, but yeah, he was he was he was. I, I remember the first some of the first lead shirts I had. They all had Yaboa on the back, and he was just he was just somehow still a cult hero, even though even though only even though he only played sort of less than fifty times for us. He he, he was just he was just absolutely different and I think as I said just to go back to longevity if it, had he had he stayed at Leeds for a lot longer I, I would imagine he would probably in probably be in a, a whole lot more teams I'm imagining he's probably one of the first times he's been picked uh, but but I think had he had he been in the Premier League for for longer and, and continued that 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 form of of one in uh, one goal in every two and 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 the goals that he did score absolutely no argument for him not to be in that team. Yeah, uh, again, he's a first-timer. Uh, 66 appearances in total for Leeds and scored 32 goals. Um, also includes three hat-tricks in there as well. Uh, one against Ipswich Town, which, you know, is decent. And then the second one against uh, Monaco in the UEFA Cup, which is slightly more impressive. Um, and then just to make sure no one thought it was an accident, 11 days later, he does one against Wimbledon as well. So, yeah, I, I think especially in that season, you're you're absolutely thinking you're onto a winner here. But as you say... Um, Makes a limited number of appearances there. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I guess it probably is one of those big what-ifs for you, right? Um, what what if he, he stays fit, doesn't pick up all those injuries on the international uh, international career or international duty, rather, and, um, and goes on? But, I mean, I, I think he's a significant player for a number of reasons, not just for his, uh, his work with Leeds as well. Um, you know, was the first one of the first black players who appeared in the Bundesliga, um, and there's some ugliness as well when he goes to Eintracht Frankfurt as well. He's booed by a section of the flan, a section of the fans, um, because he's the first black player that the uh, team's ever signed. But over the course of his time there, he um, obviously establishes himself as a top striker and becomes the first uh, African club captain as well. So um, that's absolutely a way to shut up your critics um, and is top Bundesliga scorer twice um, in a row, 93 and 94. So undoubted quality for sure. Um, Indy, I'll come to you first, mate. Um, your thoughts on Tony Yabar? Yeah, uh, this is another one who I was desperate and I was sure he was going to get included. Um, to be included. Yeboah was a cult hero at Leeds, but he wasn't just a cult hero at Leeds. He was a cult hero for anyone who watched the Premier League. Um, that I don't think there's anyone who's ever 
played football around about that time who hasn't hit a volley and screamed Yeboa as they've hit it. That goal against Liverpool will go down in history as one of the greatest goals ever scored in the Premier League and one that everybody loved. And then he had a equally fantastic goal, I think it was against Wimbledon as well, either just before it or not long after it, because um, I think he won a goal of the month, two months in a row. Um, so it's it's great to have him included. It's just a really fun pick to talk about Yeboah and remember that volley and remember trying to recreate it as well. So I, I love that pick. No, again, always love a new player on here. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right as well, Eddie. The um, the first player uh, to get uh, successive goal of the month uh, wins uh, until Gareth Bale did the same thing in 2013. But, you know, what's he ever gone on and done, really? About time Gareth Bale got mentioned again on this show. <laughs> yeah, weirdly enough, he doesn't get picked. I'm not, it's probably just anti-Welsh bias there, Eddie. That's probably what it comes down to. Outrageous. <laughs> um Scott, I'll let you come off mute and uh, wax lyrical about uh, Tony for a while as well, man. Yes, I did. And look, I, I was one of those children. I had the old the old ASICs shot with a LUFC diagonal. And yep, the amount of jumpers and goalposts that were made and volleys fired into them and just screaming, yeah, boy. Yeah, not a cult hero in the sense that he he was just loved by everyone watching football, but he was a, a fucking great striker as well. It's, it's, he's not just a cult hero who's been built up his following for, for lovable or thingy reasons as far as his absolute ability as well. He was the widely renowned, and even in Hamburg as well, for being a, an absolute genius of a thunder bastard every time he has a pop. Um, and like you said, everybody will remember that Liverpool goal and everybody will remember the Wimbledon goal. Um, yeah, there were, I think, there were three three weeks apart. Um, the Wimbledon goal actually got the goal of the season. Um, I don't know about you, Luke. What do you think? Wimbledon or Liverpool? What would you pick? I actually put this out to Paul the other day on my Twitter, uh, believe it or not, and it finished 50-50 from what I can remember. It had about about 2,000 votes and finished about 50, finished bang on 50-50. Um, you can't split them. They were both impressive. I, I love the I love the Wimbledon goal, the build-up, the, the, you know, the way he brings it down and smashes it. But but the technique in that Liverpool goal and the fact that it hits the bar always makes it that little bit better, doesn't it? So, look, I think if I if you ask me to pick, no, the answer is no. <laughs> so, you, you got to see both and you're wanting to remember both. That's fair play, but... No, I, I get you there, man. There's nothing sweeter than when you when you rifle one right into the top bin and you hear the bar rattle as well. It's just a uh, bliss. But yeah, wonderful pick. Love to Tony Eboa, and uh, I'd love to I'd love to see him appear in more teams. I think we'll maybe need to try and get a Hamburg fan on. No, good stuff. Um, right, we're going to move on to your final uh, forward here, Luke, um, player who has made an appearance or two before. Uh, played for New York Red Bulls, 123 national appearances, scoring 51 goals. Scott, it's your guess. My jump in since he's on mute and he can't get off. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thierry Henry. Uh, yeah, Luke, I think you can confirm that one's correct. But yeah, I mean, silly question. But why does Thierry Henry make your team, mate? Just, I mean, you know, he was he was unreal, uh, and I think, as I said, there's 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 three or four players in this team that you just simply couldn't leave out for me. Uh, uh, Shearer being one, uh, the left the left back from Chelsea, and 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 Stevie Gerrard as well. I just don't think I, I just think I, specifically on Henri. I think I think I can't remember his stats were absolutely crazy. Something like a goal. Uh, every 0.7 game, so every, I can't remember something like I think he scored about 180 goals in like 260 or 70 appearances. Absolutely phenomenal in the Premier League. Um, and I think I think from memory there was not many of them with his head, so they were all just. I mean, it came at a time when I obviously played in the Arsenal Invincibles as well. 
Um, it was just it was just unbelievable. He could do it all. Uh, it was so quick. And then and then since football, I just he's just such a likable guy as well. You know, he's so modest. You see him on the you know see these memes of him and and everything else where he's grabbing somebody's leg and he's doing the little smirk. He just he just seems like the type of lad that you'd absolutely love to be mates with and have a pint with as well to, to add to it. So so yeah. In addition to the four golden boots that he won and the Premier League and and everything else being part of that invincible side, um, it was just it was just impossible to leave him out for me. No, absolutely. And like I said, he he has appeared before, and I think it's for good reason. I was just looking back at his Arsenal stats there, and he's got five seasons in a row where he tops thirty goals. Um, so you know, it's not not doing too badly there, right? Um, and then obviously gets that move to Barcelona as well. Um, yeah, I mean. You know, we've talked about him previously, obviously, and can't underestimate his quality. Uh, Scott, I'll let you have a little chat about Mr. Vavavoom himself first. You know, the only person that picked on Ree and hasn't spoke so highly of him was at the actual Arsenal podcast. Um, they, yeah. They, they, they were the only ones like, I have to pick him, but I really don't like him. I fucking hate him. He shot on as he left, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, you can't have a Premier League team arguably with it Thierry Henry you know what I mean his stats are up there he's still up he's still the one is it is, it, is Harry Kane just equal to Henry or is it, ju- is it Henry he's just behind um, in the Premier League goals chart um, we know we know if, you've, if you're going to have Shearer up there then who better to have next to him than Thierry Henry uh, well Thierry Henry Tony Yaboa so you're guaranteed an absolute few screamers here but nah we've, we've, we've spoke on Henry plenty of times Brilliant player. I very much like him as a pundit. I do like his sarcasm. And as Luke said, I think he's trying not to laugh. Memes are probably very... I use them very frequently in the group chats. So, yeah, he's he's, he's a welcome addition. Definitely. Um, yeah, we've obviously talked at length about Thierry Henry, but I'll, leave, I'll let Eddie have the final word and try and find something new to say about him, if such a thing is possible. <laughs> something new. Um, no, I, I, I lo- love the pick, and I think uh, you're both right. You couldn't really, well, you could have a Premier League all-time 11 without a minute, but it wouldn't be correct. He is one of the best, if not potentially the best player that has actually graced the Premier League. Um, really classy forward, could do, do it wide, could do it through the centre. Um, really enjoyable to watch, and is like Scott said, he's a, um enjoyable pundit as well. Was trying not to laugh memes are fantastic and uh, scored one of the best international goals I've ever seen in my life against um, the Republic of Ireland. It was fantastic. So a great addition. Yeah, undeniable skill and quality for that goal against Ireland. Um, we'll obviously not hear a bad word against it. Um, but, you know, joking aside, right, the um, the sheer quality of him Um I'm, I'm pulling out some of the uh, some of the weirder stats we've got about him, but the only player to both score and assist 20 plus goals in a season in 02-03, most goals scored under one manager in the Premier League, uh, 175 goals under Arsene, um, and still um, the most important record, the most goals on a Friday with uh, with 10. So, you know. We we wax lyrical about Thierry previously, but I, I I think I'm in agreement. You know we've um we've had both World Elevens and Premier League Elevens, and Henri has made appearances in a good number of those, and I think it's with good reason. Um, so yeah, that's your team week. Um, you know it's been a pleasure going through with it. Um, one question we always like to spring on our guests before we uh, let them go is, uh, who are you getting to manage this fantastic squad of players? Oof. Now then, that is a toughie. I'm going to go with... Um, would anyone like to guess who I might go with, or shall I just go for it? It depends. Have you got a list of clues pre-prepared there, Luke? <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, it's it's it, it's got to be... I mean, I'll, I'll, Scott, you could probably, I'll, I'll give you one guess and with, with no clue. I think it's O'Leary. No, it's not. Oh, I was no. going to guess O'Leary as well. For going, pre- for going Premier League, I mean, I, don't, I, like, I, was, I wasn't sure if you would have said Wilkinson because he was, I know he was the start of the Premier League and then obviously Revy was way before the Premier League, but... Yeah. 
I'm, 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 I would actually say that the, the, the best manager Leeds United have had um, uh, since I can remember is, is Marcelo Bielsa, and I know the majority of that was in the Championship, and then uh, but the football, the football we played, and certainly in the first season back in the Prem, um, yeah, three years ago, um, we were just it was it was it was new football, and I've talked about it a million. We've, we've I mean we've talked about it on the podcast. It was it was it was almost like watching football reinvented when we played Stoke in the Championship on that first day when he <laughs> yeah. when he taken when he taken charge and and just just his style of football and and and, and the style of pressing that nobody had ever seen before and the team the team of I mean I don't want to be disrespectful here but we were a team of average Championship players uh, that he'd taken over and we just looked like absolute world beaters every player knew the drill every player pressed every player passed and moved and the movement it was just delightful to watch and it was it was a shame how it ended for Marcelo but I'll forever be grateful and forever love him and, and I think with with some real class players I think he, he I mean he would walk the Premier League with his style I, I couldn't agree more I, ugh, I think I think that was the thing I think it was sad for Jesse sad for Jesse Marshall and a bit, maybe a bit unfair when he took over obviously because he's following Queen at Live Age you know what I mean he's following a legend and it was never going to, and I think Jesse Mars is now actually you can see what he's trying to do and you can see he is building a good team and they are playing good football but Bielsa yeah he was the he was the, the rebirth of Leeds and uh, he just he got them back exciting football I love how he didn't mess about and pull any punches he's, I mean his fitness standards were unbelievable you know what I mean you, when you get a guy like him calling Luke Ayling who's built at the side of a fiver he's calling him fat or you used to get too much weight on him or you need to be fitter or need to watch your that's that's somebody that's that really wants the, the immaculate discipline that he put into the squad and obviously all the all the changes and that that he made at Thor Park. So um I absolutely loved Bielsa. Um still do. I have actually I've been following Newell's old boys because I know they've been trying to get him back and I I seen him just knock back the Santos job, but there's a part of me, I don't know how if my co-hosts would agree or what you'd think of it, Look, but uh, there's a part of me also wouldn't mind seeing him come north of the border. Agree. Yeah, that would be, if if Gio does end up leaving, that would be my choice in an ideal world. Yeah, he's, just just a breath of fresh air. There's not enough. There's not enough um, compliments I can give the guy, you know. Such an, he, he, he didn't just change... Leeds United, he changed. He changed the city. He changed everything around the whole attitude. That you know, you you don't get a mural up for managing a football club for three or four years anywhere else. And, you know, it was he, he instantly became loved, and he used to be sat in a. He just got to walk to the coffee shop in Weatherby where he lived, um, and he'd just sit, sit and talk to people. Um, he'd always stop. He'd never, never not, just such an honest, modest guy. Um, yeah, uh, it was a real shame how it ended. I, I was hoping we might have seen some sort of um, mural or thanks because ultimately we wouldn't be talking about my Leeds United team, better Premier League team of all time, if it wasn't for him. So yeah, forever thankful, and he'd be he'd be the one to manage that team for me. Yeah, I was uh, I, I was actually speaking to uh, Salim Lamrani uh, last week, uh, Bielsa's translator at Leeds. Um, but he was he was he's one of the, the most honest, nicest guys he's ever worked with, and just this guy just seems like such an interesting guy. The way he analysed stats, I mean, we all know that time after Spygate when he came out and he just done an interview to show what research he actually puts into everything. But as as well as being like that, he, one of the hardest workers in football as well. I mean, no stat was too minuscule for him not to notice it. So yeah, Bielsa, absolute. I'm going to go a teary thinking about him now, so I'll stop talking about him. If you really want to shed some tears and want to know what it means to us as Leeds fans, watch the uh, the Amazon documentaries, the Takers Home, the the two of them, um, absolute great great pieces of uh, publications and, and and really good to watch. But there's also the Academy Dreams out at the minute, which is sort of the transition. It's about the academy, but it also shows him and and and, and as Scott rightly said there, the the amount of work that he put in watching the youth teams and 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 how how he decided how to promote them and and how he wanted every team from from the kids right up to the first team to play the exact same brand of football it was it was it was astonishing and just you know it was admirable i see when they got the one promotion him coming into the party late and going up to calvin phillips man that was lumping the throat stuff that that was oh i'm not crying you are (laughs) no i mean 
honestly, Luke, it's been a genuine pleasure having you on, man. Um, you know, the, the passion that you've got for, for Leeds is obvious. And, uh, you know, I'm, yeah, I, I like BL series, the pick for the manager there as well, because, uh, you know, it, it shows the, the commitment, right, to, to Leeds uh, over the years. So, no, listen, again, it's been a pleasure. Um, I, I want to thank you, first of all, for, for coming on, man. Um, really appreciate uh, you giving up your time. So, um, so thank you very much. No, thanks for having me. Thanks. Uh, yeah, really appreciate the the opportunity. I uh, hope to see you at uh, maybe on Sunday, Scott. I know this is going out a few few weeks later, but um, yeah, maybe see you at a few more games as well, Scott. So yeah, pleasure. Thanks ever so much yeah. for having me. I'll get. Thanks for your time. I'll get you a pint at the Peacock, mate. Cheers. Uh, and yeah, I'd like to thank my two regular co-hosts as well. First of all, Scott, man, thank you again. No, thanks very much. Thoroughly enjoyed that tonight. Some great names in there and. Just it caught me off guard there talking about Marcello at the end. So a wonderful night and thoroughly enjoyed it, guys. Great stuff. And uh, Eddie, thank you, man. Yeah, I uh, really enjoyed that one. Like I said, there was a couple of names I was hoping would crop up into the team and most of them did. The only one that I'm really disappointed that didn't come in and uh, I'll just chuck his name out because he's a player I loved and um, I just want to mention him while we're on the lead team was Gary Speed. I was hoping he was going to crop up as well. But outside mm. of that, I really enjoyed talking about your team tonight. Cheers for that. No, so again, uh, thank you again, Luke. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys for listening as well. Um, you know, we do these pods uh, because we love doing them and we hope you love them too. So uh, thanks again and uh, catch you for the next one. <laughs>